Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're also going to chat though this afternoon about um, grief at Christmas. And look, grief at any time is extremely difficult and it, it makes that Christmas particularly challenging. Um, but I actually think grief at Christmas can be really, really difficult because you then associate Christmas with what happened. And like, I find grief is is a kind of a funny thing in a weird way because it just affects people so differently and no two people are going to deal with it the same way. Um, And I know this because I've experienced in this area more than I'd want to have. So we're going to chat about this in the show this afternoon because I don't think we talk about this. uh, We don't talk about it enough. I think, to be honest with you. And I think then that's why people find they're awkward about it and they're weird about it and they don't know what to say to people. And Christmas is a hard time because the Christmas parties are on and people are meeting up with friends and they're celebrating and they're doing all of that. But there's going to be a lot of people across the country over the next two and a half weeks uh, for whom this will be an extremely challenging and a hard period for them. So I want to just talk to people today. I, I just want to know, like, how do you manage it? How do you deal with it? Do you have little coping mechanisms, particularly if there's an anniversary that's coming up in the next week or so? Like, what do you do or do you have any tips? Do you have suggestions? I certainly don't have the answers at all, but I I'm, I'm, would love to just hear what you do, you know, and how you mark the occasion. Um, you will notice actually tomorrow that I, I won't be here. Um, I take, I'm going to take tomorrow off because it's actually my father's anniversary And I know that, I just know for me, and I'm just being really honest about it today, like, I know for me that it's not a day that I can work. It's not a day that I'll be on, you know, full, all guns blazing and operating on full cylinders here in the studio uh, in Newstalk. So for me personally, I just know it's a day that I won't give my best. So I take it as a, a day, a day off, an annual leave day. And I'll do something this evening. I'll go away for the night or I'll do something and maybe it's just to find a distraction. You could call it forced fun or whatever you want but I suppose you try to find a new memory for that particular day and you know I'll have a drink and toast my dad and funnily he didn't drink but that's kind of my way of um, marking the occasion and there's no there's no right and there's no wrong way to do this but I'm interested in if you have any tips or suggestions or things that you think maybe might help people that are going through their first Christmas trying to deal with this um, do let me know today drop us an email lunchtimelivenewstalk.com you can give us a call either 1800 453 106 and I would actually just say to people because it's the one bit of advice I suppose I can give people um, from over the last, well, four years now, is that like for the friends and the colleagues that are out there who, do you know, maybe just want to reach out to somebody, whether it's in their office or an old friend or whatever it is who has gone through this, like I would say, like, do send them that message because the one thing people always say to me is, I was going to text you, but I didn't want to text you because I didn't want to upset you. But sure, the chances are the person, it's already on their mind. They're already, you know, dealing with it or upset about it. So if you're thinking about texting somebody who's going through grief or grieving at Christmas, uh, do it. I would say pick up the phone, drop them a message. Doesn't need to be a big long-winded thing, but... You can just drop them a message and the one thing I'll say is they'll appreciate it. Like it, it, it would never be noticed that you didn't text, but people do really appreciate it when you do. So that's just uh, my thoughts on it today. But I'd love to just chat to people um, 
going through this, grieving at Christmas on the show. Ashling, I think, is with us on the line. Um, Ashling, listen, thank you for, for joining us today about this. Do you want to just tell us maybe, first of all, who are you going to be missing from your family this Christmas? Can you hear me okay, Ashling? Hi, how are, how are you? you? Sorry, I can hear you. I missed the question. So there, I was just, sorry. yeah, no, I was just, we're, we're talking obviously about dealing with mm-hmm. grief at Christmas, but I was just yeah. asking, who are you going to be missing from oh, from your yeah. family? Uh, we lost my stepbrother in September um, of this year and uh, he's, he's the one missing. He's the, the empty spot at the table. Just, um, just this, this year, year, Ashling, is it? Yeah, the 1st of September it happened. It was, it was all quite sudden that. and tragic. Unfortunately, um, and it is, it's, it's strange, you know, you take down that extra cup from the press to make a cup of tea and, you know, and he's not there. It's every kind of, um, every little thing you do seems to remind. Is that Ashling? No, Ashling is, uh, we'll try and reconnect there with, with Ashling. Um, Michael is with us though on the line. Michael, thank you for, for joining us today. Do you, do you want to maybe just, um, tell us first of all who's missing, who's missing from, from your house this year? Hello. Hi, Michael. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay, you can. Oh yeah, I have you. I have you now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my my wife, um, she her anniversary is coming up in January. So four years in January. So, like Christmas Day three years ago was her last day at home. Like. Christmas Day, Michael. Yeah, she was brought out from the hospital for Christmas Day, and that was her last day at home. How yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm. Doing well. I've uh, I've got out with another lady now. We do as well. So we kind of, I suppose, we're working together and helping each other. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know. Um. Yeah. I was just saying what you were saying there. I is very important. They're like people are nearly afraid to message you in case they upset you. Like, but like after seven day wonder, people drop off and people oh they all talk and they all ring and all, but people do forget. They get on with their own lives. Mm. I'm not. That's part of life, like because was, I'd find out, especially around anniversary times, there's other widow people would message you to know how you are, like yeah, it yeah. means a lot, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like in like talking to people, like and like don't be afraid to bring up the name and don't be afraid to say her name, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to tell us yeah, a little bit like, about your about your late wife? Um, she had a brain tumor. She had it for about seven and a half years before she finally lost lost the battle to it. Um, it's a great crack. Love going for a drink. Always a smile for everybody. Like you know, simple things. Yeah, it's it's there's something about Christmas though, isn't there? That just makes it. Oh, uh, that's when the like definitely like this. Your, your dynamics change, like the family dynamics change as well, like to know everything because I don't know, like, even if down to Anne would always make the stuff and like it was whole recipe, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I used to make a better team to doing it now, like. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, sure, it looked easy to do it. Yeah. Just a little things like that and like you said, it toast them. Like I would always like it on my anniversary or her birthday's coming up as well. Like she always liked to go for it. Again, it's like I'd always couldn't be my main drink, but I'd always go and have one for her on them days. Like yeah, 
you know, small things like. Yeah. It's, it's um, one of the things I always find, Michael, funny in this discussion. And like, I, I well, I don't know, first of all, maybe I'll ask you that. Do you think we talk about this often enough? Do you know, in general, like... Well, look, look, I am... I'm involved with a group I talked to before, the Widows in Ireland, like, so, like, we... It, within that group, we would talk a lot about our partners, and we... Because you don't... Like, if you're talking to other people, you don't want people feeling sorry for you, like. That's not what you want, like. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so... But in that group, we can talk, and we have a bit of banter about it, and... Like, everyone is in the same boat, so it's a lot easier to talk about it, like. So we would talk about our partners quite often in, within that group. Yeah. Like, but outside of it, like, there are very few close friends and family. No, people don't talk about it. Like, well, sometimes I find you get this sense of um, you should be over by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I've actually had yeah, people say def- that to definitely. me. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, they would say that yeah. to you. Yeah. Like, like you know, like you should be getting on with it now. Like, yeah. Or in know? not so many words, they'll say, "But sure, that's nearly four years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. No, yeah, oh, they, yeah, they wouldn't be as blunt as I'm saying now either. But you know, by the vibe, that's what people think. Yeah, like. yeah. Like, and until you until you walk in my shoes, like you know, to just to judge, like you know. We could write a book on all the things you shouldn't say. Oh, I'm telling you, it was a, we we actually put a post up on the group about that lately. Did you? Oh my God! Some of the things that people said, like you know, <laughs> I'm not joking. You're like this. Unbelievable, like absolutely, yeah, yeah. The um, it's. Do you want to? G- and it's about making new memories now as well. Like you yeah. have to get on with it. You yeah, have to live yeah. again. Like and look, look, look. You know, if I'm, I have a, a partner. We want to call it girlfriend partner. Too old to be called a girlfriend. But, <laughs> um, you know, we'd meet at weekends and all. Like, and we do make our own new memories. Like, yeah, but, like. No more than her partner, late partner, or my late partner. Like they're never forgotten. Like they're still our kids' parents. Like you know, it's about making the uh, the new the new memories. On certain, yeah, yeah. And there's, oh, no, there's nothing without work. Like in life, you have to work at everything. Like and so day to day, like yeah. you, you're working to live. Like you know. Um, I th- stay with us, Michael. I have another listener on the line. I think if we got. Uh, Mairead. Mairead got in yep. touch with us here too. Mairead, listen, thanks for, for getting in contact today. Um, well, how, how do you deal with grief at Christmas, Mairead? Uh, well, my son will be dead two years this Christmas Day. He died of cancer um, Christmas morning. Christmas morning, Mairead. Yeah, it was, as I said, it was... Tell us about him, Mairead. Or... Can you hear me Okay. Just trying to reconnect with you there, Marie. Just bear with us one second. Um, are you there? Can you hear me all right, Marie? Yep, can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you. Yeah, you're, you're back again yep. there. Uh, yeah, as I said, last year was the year of first. The first this, the first that, the first the other, right up to Christmas Day. Um, this year, I've noticed that people that I would have called friends aren't around anymore. It's a bit like Michael was saying, it's kind of, you're not getting over this yet. I don't think you ever get over, um, you don't get over, you get through. Nobody gets over, we get through. It, it's like, I call it, I, I equate it to being um, like riding a wave. Sometimes you're on the top of the wave, sometimes the wave is on top of you and you feel like you're mm. drowning. 
And it is incredible. And I've never had a bad attitude to death. I think death is, is it's, it's just a part of life. Um, and I've never had a fear of talking about it. I've always been the person that asked the... I, I can distinctly remember about 12 years ago being in a gym, in a dressing room in the gym, and a woman sitting there on her own, looking very forlorn. And I went up to her and I said, are you okay? And she said, ah, you don't want to hear my problems. And I said, well, that's fine. I said, I'm a stranger. You can talk to me and, you know, won't mean anything. And this young, pretty thing came in in her executive suit and got changed into her spanks and went up to use the gym. And an hour later, she came down and said, you two still natural. During that time, the woman had told me that it was the anniversary of one of her twins' death. And it was her, the other twin's birthday the next day, and she didn't want to celebrate. And I sat and I listened and I asked questions. Because I think that's what you need to do when people die. And most of us don't. I always have. Um, and I think this year it hurts that people don't want me to talk about my son. Do you because feel that they were com- Because they were comfortable not being. And that's tough. That is really, really tough. They say you die twice. Once on the day you die, once when people stop talking about you. And talking about him is a way for me to keep him alive. It's 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 very hard, Maria, isn't it? When it's really hard, it's really hard. It's hard on his sister. It's hard on his wife. It's mm-hmm. hard on his daughter, and it's just as hard on me. And it's this Christmas, I will be standing in bed under the covers, pretending the day doesn't exist. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult, Maria, that your son passed away. This will be this. This is about the. This is um, yeah, on Christmas Day. It's just. It's extraordinary. Like, yeah, it's, I've never fond of Christmas, but how I actively hate it. It. I suppose it. It. It just sure totally takes over. It just a cha- you know that changes changes the day completely. Will you? Will you? It, it does, yeah. Will you do? Do you think, Marie? Will you do anything to? I just I don't want to for the you know acknowledge or you know, do you do you, will you try will you look at the anniversary or mark the anniversary in some way? Um, not really. No. Um. As I said, I intend, I'm probably picked up a Christmas Eve and I tend not waking up till the end of the day. Because if, if I don't, I won't be good all Christmas anyway. So. It's the thing about people reaching out, isn't it, Marit? It's just so. In what way? You know, when when people, like, and I, I find that, and, and Michael mentioned as well, you know, when people just, you feel that there isn't the same number of years to chat to about it or you know just been able to talk about it like it's it's very hard when when you feel you know that 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 isn't there that support network isn't there yeah it it, it is tough it's really really tough Um, I have some friends who've lost kids and it's funny it was 
after he died that uh, I mean, I'd lots of people reach out to me when he was sick and if I could do anything. And when I went to call in those favours, it's amazing the amount of them that kind of disappeared back into the woodwork. But the ones that tended to stay in touch, which I am eternally grateful for, are the ones who've lost children themselves. They know. They know. And I've had other people who've lost, you know, sisters, brothers, parents. But it's the parents who have lost kids. They're the ones who've stayed in touch most. Mm. Are you okay? You want to talk? And they're from all parts of the world. We we connect through social media, a lot of us. And we're not in a particular group, but they are just, they understand. And there is that thing of, my daughters have friends who have lost a sibling. They understand. You know, my, my daughter-in-law has friends who are widows. They understand. No, that's never right. There, there is that you build that connection with you other do. people who've been in a similar boat to you. And when you sympathize with somebody after you've lost somebody, there's a genuineness to it because you know how they feel. Before you lose somebody important, it's kind of fright. There's not the same amount of sincerity in it, yeah. even though they, they do sympathize. It's when you've lost somebody very, very close to you, your, your sympathy is genuine because you know exactly what they're going you through. You get it You've completely. been there and it's horrible. And you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. You really wouldn't. Mairead, listen, I will, will absolutely will certainly be thinking of you. You know, and it's I know Thank you've you. a you've a tough um you've a tough couple of weeks ahead of you and, and Michael as well, but I can't you know, I'm just you're on my mind even listening to you now today talking about the twenty fifth of December. I was talking about you know, we said we'd chat about grief at Christmas today, but I think when you lose somebody on Christmas Day, it's just it's an ex- extraordinarily difficult, difficult day, and there's no no doubt about it. Mairead, mind yourself um, and the family, and look after yourself and and Michael th- too as well. Thanks a million, Michael, for getting in touch with us here in the program. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about dealing with grief at Christmas. Um, in the last part of the programme and there's quite a number of people getting in touch with us about this and look we just said we'd chat about it today because like I just feel that it's something we, we don't talk about an awful lot and I don't notice it stem from an awkwardness um, from people that you know often they don't know what to say to somebody that's grieving or somebody who's you know that they, somebody who's lost somebody Um so I said we chat about it on the programme and as I mentioned, quite a number of you have got in contact with us. Suzanne, journalist Suzanne Harrington is on the line. Suzanne, thanks for, for joining us here today on the show. Um, tell us a little bit about your dad. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, my dad died, it, I was just listening to your last caller and my God, my heart went out to her. My dad was 83 and he died at the right time of his life and he had people around him, he had us around him, his family, and it was peaceful and it couldn't have been nicer, really. So, you know, it, it, it's so different, the death that, his death was so different from the, the previous callers bereavement. And my dad was a, a lovely man. We, we, we really, really disagreed on many major, major, major things, but we loved <laughs> each other very, very much. So, that, the love overcame the, the huge differences of, yeah. of ideology, you know. And When did I'm this happen, sorry, Suzanne? Hmm? When when did he pass away? August. 
just in August. Sorry to hear yeah. that, Suzanne. It's, so this is the, you're heading into, it's the first Christmas. It is. It is the first Christmas without him. Um, I'm going to see the rest of my family very soon. But um, he, he, this might sound, well, it, it wouldn't sound odd, but he, he had been suffering a lot physically. And so the idea of him suffering more was actually worse than him not being here anymore. Uh, you know, the relief for him to no longer yeah. be suffering kind of overcame the, not overcame, but it balanced out the, the grief and the loss. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It it, it, it absolutely does because you, you never want to see somebody that you love in pain, um, but obviously at the same time, it's you, you know you you don't want to let you don't want to lose them either, and it's and it's that that balance I suppose in in between the two. How are the rest of the family doing, Suzanne? No, I think everybody is okay. I mean, it's the re- the really odd, you know. As I said, everybody we, we all because we all loved him so much, we couldn't bear to see him in any kind of physical suffering. So I think we're all roughly on the same page. But it's funny how. I miss him at such odd moments, like the World Cup. I really want to talk to him about the football, and, yeah. and I can't. You know, just things like that. He's not even a football fan. He was a rugby fan, but he he would have had a conversation about the World Cup. And it's those kind of funny moments where suddenly you just think, oh, God, I, I can't ring him up because he's not there. But it's a very, very different kind of grief because it was, it wasn't. It was a sad death. It wasn't a tragic death at all. I've had, we've experienced in my family a tragic death a few years ago when my children's dad um, killed himself, and that was that was a tragic, unexpected, shocking, traumatic, awful bereavement. But when an old person dies at their expected time of life, it's just straightforward missing them. Whereas when somebody dies before their time. It's a whole different ball game. When you go, I mean, how do you feel about you know the the Christmas and the fact that it is the the first Christmas? Do, do you think we we put too much emphasis on that? Because I always kind of got the sense in the last well four years now, like there's there's such a focus around the celebration and the having fun and the Christmas cheer and you've all of that and you nearly sometimes oh well, I I don't know I felt this anyway like you you nearly felt a little bit guilty sometimes to take part in that or kind of enjoy that for some reason? Um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't feel guilty about anything like that because there is there but it's more the thing of the I'm not that crazy on Christmas. Not because my dad died. I just think the whole thing is a massively overblown, over commercialized load of hoo ha that just doesn't really interest me. However, you know, I suck it up because I have a family and they expect trees and all those and all that stuff, but it it sort of my dad really loved Christmas because he was very religious, and so that it was always lovely to celebrate it, you know, to 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 to, to be in his presence or to see him around Christmas time. But I don't feel I wouldn't feel any guilt about anything. It's just I think the important thing was to just see as much of him when he was around as, as we could. Yeah. And, my sister was there a lot more than I was because she was nearer by. And um, 
that that was the kind of the important thing. Christmas, I just think it's a bit of a overblown big yeah, deal about. I know you nearly. Lot, to be honest. That's just a, you know like an, I kind of feel sometimes you nearly just want to get through it and just you know get get into January now. At this stage, that's kind of where 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 I am uh, with it anyway. I see an email in here from from Francis who says, "I'm listening to the discussion today about grief and Christmas. I absolutely agree with that woman who lost her son. This is um, Raid that Francis is talking about. She says people don't want to talk about it. Um, she wants to talk about her son." so she can ask questions and people should let her talk. I lost my husband six years ago and the avoidance from people is terrible. Also, his and our lifetime friends disappeared like magic, says Francis. My life is a life without spirit, without uh, without my partner now and I'm learning to live without him. But that's not to say that I don't have overwhelming episodes of sobbing. Thankfully, most of the time things are OK and today is a beautiful day and I'm thankful for that. Walking and getting out has been my saviour, says Francis. Gronya has emailed in as well and she says, please let um, that lovely lady know that we have a wonderful charity called Anamkara who supports parents whose children have passed away. They helped me so much. They will understand. They'll totally understand. They'll listen. And I'm wishing her all the love that she can have over Christmas and onwards. She isn't alone. I was listening to others that I realised I wasn't. It was only in listening to others that I realised it wasn't going mad. And my feelings were normal for my grief, says Gronya. Um Jan is with us as well, Suzanne. Jan is on the line. Um, you've been listening to this discussion, Jan, and you got in touch. Why? Yes. Um, well, I just feel it's so vitally important to to be able to talk about the person you've lost. Um, we lost mum on the 23rd of November last year. And we were arranging Christmas dinner for this year, four sisters, and we couldn't remember where we'd eaten our dinner last year. And I think it was it was such a short time and we were still just totally bereft. But I'm lucky. I have a good network of friends who do allow me to talk. And I have a husband who encourages me to talk. Mm. And I think that's what the ladies were saying about not being able to talk. I think that's soul destroying. Do you think, why is this, Jan, do you think that people find it so different? I think it's like cancer. People don't know what to say and they don't have to say anything sort of super psychological. They just have to ask how you are and how you're coping. And that's just a name for you to be able to talk about how you feel. Um, You know, so many people think that when a year's anniversary is gone, you shouldn't really need to talk, but you do. Mm. Um, In one of Marion Keyes' books that I read a long time ago, she said you need a year and a day to begin to grieve. And I think that's so true. Spot on. How are you doing, John? Um, better some days than others. Mm. I do think um, it just washes off you. And I mean, in in in, in many ways, I imagine, John. You know, this Christmas is probably the first Christmas, really. You know, in that last year, it was obviously so close to it for you that it probably just went by. So, so oh, quick. Just went that, by yeah, yeah. I don't really remember that much about it. And I think we're all pretty much the same on that. But, you know, 
we try to remember more and more my mum's spirit and the good person that she was. And what will you do this year, John? Will all the sisters well, meet up? Yes. Yeah. And Alan and I are cooking dinner this year. And, um, you know, we'll meet and we'll talk and um, just remember her with lots of love. Yeah. Absolutely. And laughter. And that's important as well. So I think, you know, when you said about your friends, I think it's a cop out to say, oh, I didn't want to text you. I didn't want to upset you. To just text thinking of you today mm. is wonderful to receive. And it doesn't take long to send, does it? No, it doesn't. And the thing is, it'll it'll always be, it'll be so warmly appreciated and recognised that you did. You know, it's it's kind of, it's one of those things, I oh, the amount of people that say it to you. I was going to give you a shout, but I didn't want to annoy you or upset you. <laughs> you just think, it's on their mind um, anyway, you know, like. It, it is on, it's on your mind, it's on their mind. Yeah. So why don't we just do something send about it? Send the text. Yeah, that's... send the text. And if you don't get a text back, that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, you've made the effort. And you've sent that good thought out. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll, it, no doubt about it, it'll be very, very much um, appreciated. And I think that's the one thing that's between Michael and Maraid and myself and Suzanne and Jan as well today. For anybody listening to us here on the programme, if... Uh, send us a text. Send the text. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better, John. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I appreciate you reaching out to us. Um, mind yourself over the next couple of weeks. You'll have a, a tough, tough day, I know, but it sounds like you have a great family. Tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, John. I appreciate that for sure. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're actually talking about grief and um, dealing and coping with grief and particularly around Christmas because it's a hard time, it's a tough time and I know myself there's many people who are going to go through um, you know, a difficult Christmas this year and it'll be the first year it's maybe the first time that that person in their life is gone and we just wanted to give an opportunity today for people to get in touch who've gone through it if you have, you know, suggestions or recommendations or tips or things that you feel helped you to get through a tough time and you, you want to share them with others today. As I mentioned, you can give us a call or drop us an email, lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Uh, Sinead did that. Sinead is with us on the line today. Sinead, you've been listening to the discussion and we've had so many callers get in touch with us about this today. Uh, why did you reach out? Hello. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I listen to your show every day. Thanks, Sinead. You, you you wanted to chat about dealing with grief at Christmas. Do you want to tell us what your well, experience? Well, it's really hard. Like, it's every day. Cause my father died in July. I lived with him, you know. <clears throat> and then um, we're very close. Like, I walked on my life, but I, I kind of had to... He wasn't really... Like, I I got redundant after 26 years, but um, I kind of couldn't go back to walk again because I was looking after him going back and forth to hospitals and that like well he had all his faculties and everything he just got bad till the end kind of you know mm. it was just it was just this July Sinead was it yeah he yeah, got by the day of his birthday 11th of July got by the day of his birthday and you know what really upset me this morning maybe it's just me but like 
I'm going to have three cards yesterday and two this morning. Have a great Christmas, Sinead. Have a great Christmas. Anyone that I knew that died last year, or friends, parents around, hope and send them a card saying, have a great Christmas. What's I, 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 I thinking of you? Or I think that's more about have a great Christmas. Like, we're all happy things on them, smiley faces, and I don't know, I, I, maybe it's an awful thing to do, but the green bin is out this week, and I put them in the green bin, I couldn't look at them, I didn't like I what was written. And it's very upsetting, and isn't it, so, it's sometimes, and I, I, have a great Christmas. I know. I find it's so hard from day to day, I can't even look for a job at the moment, because I can't interact with people at the, I mean, or you just can't at the moment. And like, <coughs> excuse me, I find friends of mine very distant. Only seeing them once or twice, nothing. And I'd be ringing them and it's like as if they just won't answer the phone. And these are good friends of mine. And it's very years. hard that, isn't it? You know, when when you feel that you know the people yeah. that you lean on just and I, I don't know what it is and funny everybody Sinead today that's got in touch about this like pretty much everybody has mentioned that that there comes a time I, is it down to awkwardness or people say they don't know what to say or what but I just say something well don't say have a good Christmas but you know you can find something to say to people and, yeah. and, and reach out to them you know and then um, another girl I know um, I could see her now and again and I was coming home one day and actually, she was on the bus, actually. And um, I'm not driving at the moment. But anyway, hers in the car. But, like, I seen her on the bus. And, she, like, we'd be really friendly, me, me talking. She was actually standing in front of me. The bus was so full. And I says, hiya. And she went, oh, hiya. And she didn't say anything. And I said, did you know my dad died? And she just went, yeah. And just started talking to the other lady beside her. And I said, I'm sorry, did you hear me dad died? And she goes, Oh, I heard. Yeah, I just said that to you. She goes, he's in a better place. Oh, that made me worse again. I, I said, sorry. I said, he loved being on earth. He loved life. He's a very active man. And I said, how could he be in a better place? I said, he loved being on earth. He's down in the ground. And she just kind of turned away and went down to the back of the bus. I don't know. It's inc- I, 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 I know, Sinead, exactly what you're talking about. Like, sometimes the... The re- you know, people's reaction around grief and being around people who are grieving, like sometimes the way people react, it is just extraordinary. And the two examples you have there, Sinead, are uh, just yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Um, Sinead, mind yourself and and look after yourself because it's it's the first Christmas, obviously, for you and the family. So. Take take care of yourself over the next next few days. Um, I think Janet has got in touch as well. Janet is on the line too. J- Janet, why did you get in contact about about this today? Hi. Um, I suppose we had a lot of tragedies, but in a very short space of time in my family. And um, I was thinking about how I've coped with it over the years at Christmas, you know, because. Um, we had 2010, 11 and 12 and those three years we lost three young people in our family. My first cousin was 
23, my sister was 27, and my niece was just before her fifth birthday. And um, I was thinking about the way it changed the whole dynamic of the family from yeah. there on, the way Christmases went after that, how they changed um, within the family. Like, my sister lost her daughter, who was almost five, and they go out far into Christmas ever since. You know, they don't even stay in the country. They find they found it so difficult. And I can understand that. Yeah. You know, um, but every Christmas day we have our group call, you know, on video and we have our laugh and, and things like that. Like, um, and myself, when, my, when our sister died, you know, that was very sudden and she left an 18-month-old baby. And I raised him. He's 13 now. Oh, Janice, right. And um, myself and my husband have raised him. And the family, you know, takes the family. But I, the Christmases when he'd be opening his presents oh, every Christmas morning, even still, I find it difficult to watch him doing it because I'm, I'm, I wish she was there. And I know she's there in spirit watching him and, you know, but I kind of can't. I have my little cry, I go out to the kitchen, I make the coffee and I let the tears come and my husband will stay in the room with him and then I have to give myself permission to enjoy the rest of the day. You know, yeah. you have to do that. There comes a time where, like, am I going to, I could spoil the whole day for this child or for the rest of the family or, or for myself. You know, and for my loved one who's gone, they don't want me miserable. And I know it's very hard. Um, but I think we, you know, my, as my sister said when she knew I was coming on, she said, tell people they have to get up out of bed and live the life that their loved ones would have wanted them to live. You know, and and she did that, you know, and I admire her mm. every day for the way they've come through it, you know. Um, Barristown actually were brilliant with them. Okay. They did a lot of work with them. They were fantastic oh, and yeah. they lost their daughter. And they have two sons as well who lost their sister. So, um, you know, it's just the way things change in the family and how I cope with Christmas Day. Yeah. Like I say, I have my few tears and then I say, right, Janet, you have two choices here now. You can stay in this or you can, you know, give yourself permission enjoy the rest of the day as best you can. Isn't you know? it, it's the, the one thing has always struck me, Janet, is um, isn't it remarkable how you know no two people are the same or deal with it. Everyone has a different way, you know, and a different. And you know, there's no right. Or there's wrong no right or wrong. Way. Absolutely, you, you find no, your own no way. Time you, know? Limit. you know, I'm. My sister's gone eleven years. I still cry on Christmas mm. morning. You know, my niece is gone. I think of her Christmas morning. I, my cousin, I think of him and my aunt and my cousins, my uncle, you know, and all the other people. And like, I love getting the texts from people that they're thinking of me today. Well, I think that's the point we want to make this afternoon um, to people. If there's somebody in your friend group, in your workplace, in your old, I don't know, school or college network, whatever they are, that maybe has gone through this in the past 12 months or in the past month or two or whatever it is or the past two, three, four, five, eleven, twenty odd years, send the text. If you're worried about sending the text, you're going to upset them. You're not going to upset them. Send the text. If we take anything from the discussion here over the last hour today, 
send the message. Janeth and Sinead, listen, have a mind yourself over the Christmas period. I hope you, you enjoy it um, as well, Janeth. And look, thanks for your, for your time as well and for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.